we all want to feel safe and feel protected. Mm -hmm. For those of us who have spent a lot of time in church, it's natural Mm -hmm. that we might self-protect through using the pulpit, scripture, the Bible. God blocks. God blocks. Mm -hmm. That's just human nature. doesn't make us bad or wrong. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist, and I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years, and we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. Welcome back to Tangible Truths Podcast. I'm Carrie, hanging out with Susan. Hello. And we convinced Aaron to hang around a little bit longer. I am so excited, Aaron. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So if you missed last week's episode, Aaron opened up a little bit about his personal story. Um, He was a pastor for about 16 years, has been a licensed therapist for a little more than 10 years. And we've been just kind of talking about how sometimes the church and mental health don't always mix very well together. True. And some hurt can come out of that. So Aaron was gracious enough to share a little bit of kind of your personal story. So be sure and go back and listen to that mm-hmm. next week. We ran out of time and Susan was literally like flagging me down saying, but I have one more thing I want to talk about. Yes. Yes. And for sure, you meant to say last week, go last back week. to last week yes. and hear his personal story. And that's for sure. Uh, but yes, I was flagging her down because generally these episodes are only like 20 minutes. But I want to jump into a phrase we've all heard before, hiding behind the pulpit. Mm, That's that's a big one. Mm -hmm. And then also I want to cover, if we have time, something you brought up, which is God blocks. Yes. Those mm -hmm, definitely want to cover those. So we're just going to delve right into those. Aaron, I want you to jump in. We'll probably start with you. But hiding behind the pulpit, that goes really dark quickly. For sure. Because hiding behind the pulpit means a lot of things, but they're not any of them any good. Mm -hmm. Because the church is an easy place to hide things. You know, even research. I'm going to start with research. Even research says sexual abuse or pedophiles Mm -hmm. are when you're thinking on those topics, which are not fun topics to think about when when you're thinking about those church, number one, Mm -hmm. number two, public restrooms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those are the two places that you are research shows for those areas. Why church? Because it's easy to, quote, hide behind the pulpit. Mm. Because you're typically people don't think, oh, well, church. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think of that. But That's a safe place. We right? were also taught not to not to question authority. Exactly. Like but, that feels like a really strong teaching that I received in church. Of course. And because that is supposed to be your safe place. Right. That's where we go right. and learn about Jesus, mm-hmm. God, those that are caring for us mm-hmm. and teaching us about God mm-hmm. certainly would not harm us or hurt mm-hmm. us. We know as therapists, we, you know, we talk about porn practically daily mm-hmm. uh, because the addiction of porn is absolutely rampant throughout the world. Mm -hmm. I was going to say the United States, but it's the world. Mm -hmm. That's why the porn industry is a trillion dollar industry. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is in our churches all over. And it also pastors. We get a lot of pastors. And because it's easy to what? hide behind the pulpit. So all of these I've named are dark. That's why I said they were dark. So Aaron, will you help address this? (laughs) I know you've been a pastor. I know you've heard this from pastors, uh, etc. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things when you think of hiding behind the pulpit that can happen. And certainly church ought to, and we hope 
church can be the safe place for us, the, the, a soft place for mm-hmm. us to fall, if you will. But oftentimes, even our best efforts, even the things that we do to prote- to try to protect one another, sometimes fall short, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And I think the thing that I keep coming back to when, when I turn that phrase over in my head is just the fact that it's so easy to hide because no one's checking, mm-hmm. no accountability, mm-hmm. no one's no one's looking over our shoulders. And let's be honest, we all need that. Mm-hmm. We all need accountability. Absolutely. We all need someone that, I say it this way, we need someone that loves us enough to stick their finger in our face, that we've given them permission to mm-hmm. stick their finger in our face to say, how are you? Where are you? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Let me look at what you're doing so that we can together walk through these things and make sure that we both are, we are all on the same page here. And I think as a pastor, uh, a leader in the church, a Sunday school teacher, we need to have accountability. And mm-hmm. if we don't, some of those dark places and the dark things that you mentioned, Susan, I think are just going to get us. It's, it feels a, a bit inevitable at mm-hmm. times unless we have accountability. And I remember as a young pastor thinking, I can go this alone. I don't need anybody. I, I, I've got this all figured out. Foolishly, young and foolish. Foolish mm-hmm. I was when I started that, but it didn't take me long to realize I need to gather some brothers around me mm-hmm. to walk with me who mm-hmm. love me enough when I was tempted to go astray to call me back to a place of like, please don't do that. That's foolish. Please don't walk that way. Mm-hmm. But I had to be to go back to something we talked about in the last episode. I had to be vulnerable enough to say, will you come and love me enough to call me out? Mm-hmm. And I think to me, that's one of the places that if we're going to move beyond some of this hiding in the church, whether that's in the ministry or in the congregation, that's the place we have to begin is to have some accountability. I think back to one of my theological forefathers, John Wesley, that was the way they organized things. Mm-hmm. They, they, if you didn't go to some of these meetings and you weren't in an accountability group, you didn't even get to come to church on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not advocating we do and that. Yeah. But, yeah. but I'm saying. But I am saying. I think that's a, a wise piece for us mm-hmm. to get back to, if we would. Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is so true. And I just gave a couple of examples. But without accountability, it's rampant. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so easy to fall into that trap. For all of us, for every single one of us, not just pastors, but every single one of us. So without accountability, so true. And going back to the last episode, you're exactly right. Without vulnerability, Mm -hmm. because the worst place to be is inward, isolated Mm -hmm. by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We all know that. Mm -hmm. And so the accountability is I'm especially thinking of... And, and I have a lot of people in my life that are in the role of a pastor or a leader in mm-hmm. ministry. And so I've seen them struggle mm-hmm. and try to, you know, maintain integrity and everything. One of the problems that I see that I would love for you to be like either, no, Carrie, that's silly or yes, and here's what's going on is it's inevitable that when somebody stands in the pulpit and preaches the word of God, they receive praise accolades. You're so great. You're so amazing. And so we as humans are not designed to be told we're awesome all the time. And I don't know anybody who couldn't let that go to their head. Absolutely. And so when, when we're receiving all these praises and all these accolades and all these, you're so wonderfuls, it's human nature to start thinking, well, maybe I'm above some things and it just kind of sets us up to fail. Absolutely. And so how do we 
protect against that as individuals and as people who love others? I think part of it is is seeking daily um, in our walk with God, just humility, mm-hmm. right? That piece of recognizing and admitting, I don't have it all together. Being wise enough to know, yeah. oh yeah, my kid did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, that's hard for me to talk about. We, we had an argument on the way to church on mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Like maybe there's no more <laughs> conflicted time than on the way to church on right, Sunday morning. Right, right? Yeah, right? That like, is a truth. It, it, being able to recognize and live with my own stuff instead of trying to push it away mm-hmm. or or justify it in some mm-hmm. way or hide behind some scripture or, mm-hmm. or stand in this place mm-hmm. of well, I have it all together, or I have to at least pretend I have it all right. together. Right. And I think my marriage may be falling apart, but the congregation sure thinks I'm wonderful. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. When we get honest with ourselves, and mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest piece of this is we recognize, hey, you know what? I need that attaboy. I need mm-hmm. that pat on the back mm-hmm. to say, man, that, that sermon really spoke to me. But it's also the realization that that's not the pastor. Mm-hmm. That's not the Sunday school teacher. That's not the the worship leader. That's the Holy Spirit doing the Holy Spirit's job. Mm-hmm. And we need to be thankful. Thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. But also pass that praise back to where, where right. it should go yeah. to begin with, which is mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing to help us move. But I think it, it starts with us being honest with ourselves mm-hmm. and taking you know full accountability mm-hmm. of who we are, mm-hmm. the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Thankfulness to God is mm-hmm. huge. Absolutely. Thankfulness mm-hmm. to God is absolutely huge. And, you know, Carrie, I'm going to say what? I'm going to segue into a a phrase, too, that you brought up after the last podcast, Mm -hmm. almost immediately. You said, ooh, I want to talk like that ended too soon. Yes. Because I want to talk about God blocks. Right. And Aaron and I both are like, "Uh, what does God block (laughs) mean to you? Say more about that. As therapists, they're both like, say more about that. Aaron was like, say more about that. And I was like, what does God block mean to you? Just like a couple of things. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, it's actually like a block is a concept that we're taught about as therapists. We are taught your clients are going to block you. When you ask the right question, they're going to change the subject, deflect, do something. And that's a block. It's a signifier that, hey, we're actually honing in on something really important Mm -hmm. here. And we all do this because none of us want to get to the heart of the matter because it hurts. Right. And so a block can look like, you know, it seems like you're really afraid of abandonment here. Well, I wouldn't be afraid of abandonment if my wife, Mm -hmm. right. And so that's a block. It's deflecting to the other person. A God block can look like, but it's fine because Jesus loves me. Right. But our marriage is going to be okay because God's in the middle of it. And while those things can be really, really true, I think it's this whole, we've been taught this language mm-hmm. of people who have grown up in the church of kind of sugarcoating. Minimizing. Minimizing. Can I use that word? Absolutely. That sounds like a lot of minimizing. Minimizing and not really allowing ourselves to say, and I'm, you know, I go back to your story that you shared with us last week, and I've had a similar experiences because I faced chronic depression depression and been in that place where I'm like, I'm really, really depressed, but I also am supposed to love Jesus. And I don't see how these two things go together. So I minimize my depression Mm -hmm. and talk about how good God is, but my depression just keeps getting worse and worse Mm -hmm. and worse. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it feels like the right thing to do. 
but it's actually pulling us further away from Mm -hmm. pushing in where we need to. And I loved, can you give the third block? Because it was really powerful. Yeah. And I've even, you know, there's times where we can not just block Mm -hmm. with spirituality, but we can use it as a weapon, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I've heard like you have a couple in the room and they're talking about different things and somebody will throw out, well, she's supposed to submit. Scripture says so. And I'm like, okay, yes, but we just use the word of God as a weapon. And There's we're a never supposed to use God's word as a weapon against never. somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so one, I think it's natural that we do this because we all want to protect ourselves. Sure. But I'd love to hear from the two of you who have seen clients put together for you know longer than I've been alive, which you guys are awesome. Why do we do this? And how do we kind of recognize it when it's happening? And what's a healthier way to do it? Well, one thing, and we can tag team on this, Erin, a little bit, but I just was thinking, Carrie and I just did a podcast on self-defense mechanisms, Mm -hmm. and that, as she was talking, I thought, well, that's a Mm self-defense mechanism for one thing. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? Absolutely, 100%. On the first two, for sure, that's a self-defense mechanism that the first two examples Mm -hmm. you gave, I forgot what they were, but I was thinking, well, that's a self-defense mechanism to protect myself. I'm going to use this as an excuse, an example. Mm of why I do this, minimizing the issue of the problem in the marriage right. because God's going to take care of it, yeah. but I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to choose to ignore this, not work right. at it. It's right. a deflection of that. Right. So minimizing that, mm-hmm. definitely a deflection. Mm-hmm. Yes. And sometimes even a denial, yeah. of, if you will, a denial, mm-hmm. which is definitely mm-hmm. a self-defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. So I can move forward because I do love Jesus mm-hmm. and I know he's going to take care mm-hmm. of it and when I get home we're going to have this huge argument but <laughs> I am going to you know that kind of thing Absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I think we have to hold those two things in tension as we, as we walk as Christians is I can still love Jesus mm-hmm. and I can still need to work on me and improve mm-hmm. me. And that's the place that, that my mind goes, uh, but it's easier for me to deflect and blame someone else mm-hmm. or blame God or mm-hmm. to go back to the word we used a moment ago, hiding this time behind scripture, not necessarily the pulpit, but the right. scripture mm-hmm. and, instead of taking the responsibility to say, well, I need to work on this. Yeah. I need the Holy Spirit to work in my yeah. life to form me in a way that's yeah. more helpful than what I am. And when we don't do those things, when we don't ask for that when we're not honest with ourselves, we tend to want to put that out there to, mm-hmm. to block, to, mm-hmm. to keep me from having to. And sometimes that has to do with my own insecurity. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not willing to accept the fact that I'm still flawed or I have this, I think, broken theological view that if I'm saved, then I'm, I have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. If I'm saved, God's already covered all mm-hmm. of that. That's that may be true from the sense of our, my sin is covered. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that God leaves me there. That's one of the things about the Christian right. walk is God loves us enough to save us, but not leave us there, mm-hmm. but to grow us and stretch us mm-hmm. over the, mm-hmm. our lifetime if mm-hmm. we allow Him to do that. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's much easier to push mm-hmm. God off, to push mm-hmm. off me dealing with those things, whether that's with myself or with right. my therapist, than it is to to face that. Yeah. Oh, to face that. That mm-hmm. is so so true. You know, a lot of times, you know, one of my favorite things is uh, I'm very fickle. 
fickle, fickle on favorite scripture, but the end (laughs) of Psalm 139, just write this in my Bible and say it out loud is show me me as you see me, Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you know, that that mirror moment with God where you're asking him to truly show me me as you see me and how he transforms. I typically say in that circle talk Mm -hmm. where we talk about a lot is from a me controlled heart to a God controlled Mm -hmm. heart. We're only, our relationships are only as healthy as we are individually. Kind of what Aaron to tag Mm -hmm. team Aaron, Mm -hmm. it is us individually letting, allowing God to change our heart. Right. It reminds me of Psalm 51. I, I believe David's the author of that psalm. He, he prays that God will cleanse him. And if this person who God said is a man after his own heart yes. mm-hmm. can say, cleanse me, change me, fix me, yes. then certainly maybe that's part of what it means for us to be Christian is to yes. say, God, change me. Yes. Even when I feel like I'm not at fault, even when I feel like this isn't all on me, mm-hmm. but let that change start in me. Mm-hmm. When I look at church history, that's how some of the greatest revival started is Lord started me. Mm-hmm. Start this in me and do it in me exactly. so that other might, other people might see you. What greater prayer could we pray not only for ourselves, but for our homes? Yes. Lord, do something in the midst of this. Fix us. Yes. But start in me. Yeah. Start yes. in my heart yeah. and then let that grow from here. And I think what we're saying, Carrie, mm-hmm. is these are not verses of passivity. Mm. You know, we have a role Mm -hmm. in this. So to answer your question Mm -hmm. on the God blocks, for those that say, yeah, we do have a trouble, but but we love Jesus and Mm -hmm. God will take it. Mm -hmm. When you just do that, that's very passive. Mm -hmm. That's very passive. You can say you love Jesus, have a horrible marriage, but we're not actively working on towards health uh, toward health yeah right exactly Mm -hmm. these are our verses cast your anxiety upon me because i care for you Mm -hmm. casting is very active Active. that is not a verse of passivity right and it's hard to cast right it's hard Mm -hmm. to release control sure Mm -hmm. it's hard to do that it's not easy so i'm hearing everything that you're saying but speak to the person who said who's sitting here listening saying but if i let go of my belief that everything's going to be okay with Jesus, that everything's going to fall apart. Because part of this sounds like you're asking me to let go of that hope mm-hmm. in God. And I know that's not what you're asking, mm-hmm. but when somebody has always blocked through clinging to scripture, quoting scripture, and it doesn't even seem like they're blocking, it just really feels like I'm just trying really hard to have lots and lots of faith here, but it's not working and I don't know how to give this up. I'm really scared if I let go of this, that everything's going to fall apart. What would you say to that person? Don't let go of hope, mm. but let go of feeling like I have to figure it out or I have to have it all together. Yeah. Because scripture is very clear that God is glorified in our weakness. Mm. He needs us to be weak so that mm-hmm. we can cling on to him, mm-hmm. not in some of this pie in the sky and, and God's just going to fix it, but let go of him so that I can listen to the Holy Spirit and be active, as Susan pointed out, in growing in a way. Don't give up hope. I, anything's possible with God. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Scripture. Mm-hmm. You can see that anything's possible. Don't give up hope, but give up that control and that Mm. that pretending that everything is okay so that God can be made manifest in your life, Mm -hmm. in your marriage, in your whatever your situation Mm -hmm. is, and let go of that need to have control. I Mm -hmm. think that's the thing that we most have to let go of Mm -hmm. is control. 
I don't like to be weak. I don't mm-hmm. want to be weak, mm-hmm. especially as a male in the society. It's not okay for me to be weak. Mm-hmm. Yet God calls us to be weak so that he can be glorified Mm -hmm. in that. So Mm -hmm. I think part of it is giving up. What I'm saying give up is give up that control. Let God begin to do something and then follow what the Holy Spirit gives you to do. Mm -hmm. Don't sit on your hands. Don't wish it into existence. Sure. Go do something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He designed, God designed us to need him. Mm -hmm. And it's the strength versus wisdom thing. Mm -hmm. Wisdom needs God. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where we draw Mm -hmm. our strength and our wisdom Mm -hmm. is from God. Mm -hmm. True. Mm -hmm. But he needs us to let him. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. Right. And we're co-creators with God. Go back all the way to Genesis. God set this thing up and then he said, like, be a co-laborer with me in this, which means we have to partner with God, not just sit on our hands and wait for God to do his thing. Exactly. We've got to be co-laborers here. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. I'm with you. That's really encouraging. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. It's really encouraging. And I'm hoping that others are going to be encouraged by this today. I mean, we just did a podcast a few weeks ago on self-defense mechanisms. Mm -hmm. We all want to feel safe and feel protected. Mm -hmm. For those of us who have spent a lot of time in church, it's natural Mm -hmm. that we might self-protect through using the pulpit, scripture, the Bible. God blocks. God blocks. Mm -hmm. That's just... Human nature doesn't make us bad or mm-hmm. wrong, mm-hmm. but to recognize it and and I love what you said, Aaron, hold on to hope, but let go of the control mm-hmm. and be vulnerable enough to say, I really do need help here in this mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And I think that help looks looks different at different times in our life. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a friend. Sometimes it's a therapist. Sometimes it's medication. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's all of those mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. right? True. Yeah. And so it, it depends on where we are and what our journey is at that moment. Mm-hmm. What of that mix mm-hmm. we need. Yeah. But we always need God in the midst of that. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. All right. I'm glad we had a follow-up conversation oh, with you. Oh, I am too. That was so good. <laughs> good Thank stuff. you, Aaron, for staying. You bet. Thank you. It's my privilege. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us this week, and we will see y'all next week with a new episode. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast part of the KLRC Podcast Network.